just like to say uh, congratulations on that proud pork award. But that's the silver sow, Johnny. Right you are, Les. And uh, <laughs> congratulations from all of us here at the mighty WKRP. And now, as long as we're on the subject, here's some more good news from an always reliable source. It's the Grateful Dead. actually had something to do with where we used to work and then you maybe change it i don't know this is the best i came up with in 2015 or whatever it was it was not politically correct i remember that description yeah that's right so what was it what was it called originally i don't even remember at this point i was so long ago i i I only have so much space in my brain i got to remember where college players went to uh play their college ball at so that that's unfounded by my memory and join in uh, this little podcast, our first time back uh, after the Thanksgiving break, Dennis Garza, the Mean Machine. Greetings and salutations. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, of course. You you have such wisdom for the masses. I've heard that there's a couple people in the league that uh, refuse to set their lineup unless they hear some advice from Dennis on this podcast. I don't want to mention any names, but... There's a start Tony Pollard. Is that start Tony Pollard? Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's definitely one. Um, and a quick plug for next week: Mike V has confirmed uh, attending, so we're gonna we have a lot of questions about his team name and his little uh, avatar and that guy Thornton with the uh, Patriots. That's probably the biggest question, right? That's fantastic. So there will be all three of us in the toilet bowl can talk about the teams not in the toilet bowl. Great. Anthony's not coming on this year. Anthony has been a no call, no show. Uh, I have texted him, but he has had a lot going on with the Astros, so I'll give him that while I was texting him. But he, uh, if he wins the title, he'll be required to do a post podcast with us prior to receiving his winnings. Did he text you back or completely ghost you? Uh, I've been Casper to this point. Okay, that's interesting because that could be bad karma for his team. All right, well, here we are. We have a pretty good idea of who's in the playoffs and who's in the toilet bowl. And we're going to talk about both sides of those equations. But unless you guys see it differently, I think there's three teams that can make the playoffs. There's two seats left available for those three teams. So the ones that we would call in would be Coldplay, Need Some TDs, The Mean Machine, and The Warlords. But nothing is a done deal for the middle three. Supreme Leader Fry, our Huddle Hussy, and X-Men X. Am I looking at that right? It's three for two? Uh, I would call Jay Fry in. You would? Because if he loses this week to the Bishop Sankeys, and if the Huddle Hussies win, she's way ahead of him on points. Yeah, they're both in. Six teams, right? Yeah, but you're also hanging out there, too. Yeah, well, I'm the X Factor. I, I have to win, period. Yeah, man. And, Kristen has to, and Kristen has to lose, period. 
But Jay Fry, if he loses, he's not automatically in. If Jay Fry loses and I win, oh, because he, I, I'm not looking at the points for Huddle Hussies. So you're saying yeah. Huddle Hussies would overtake him? No, you're you have to, you have to win to get in, Dave. No question about it, because yep. your points are staggeringly lower than either the Hussy. Why, why don't we just why don't we start with Supreme Leader Fry and what what does he need to do this week? Supreme Leader Fry wins and he's in. Yep, he's he's ninety nine percent. He's a ninety nine percent lock right now. Well, his team has suffered. He's lost, uh, I think, five out of his last six games. So it's not like he's been bringing it. But okay, right. If he wins, he's in. Uh, if Kristen wins. She's automatically in also, because yep. even if you won Dave and tied her, you're 140 points behind her. So you're not well, going to have that believe. That's right. So, so, yeah, that's right. Gotcha. You're behind both of them in points. So if those two win, they're in. And no matter what I do, I'm out. Correct. If I win and Kristen loses. You're in. Then I'm in. But yep. what is the scenario where Jay Fry could be out? The uh, Jay Fry scenario would be he loses. Oh, because on points. Uh, right, I think I'd have to score like 500 points or something. Yeah, that's uh, Dave is the long shot. Dave is the X Factor oh, long shot. Right. He is pretty much. Oh, no. The scenario where he's out is this scenario he loses, Kristen wins, and you win. And in that scenario, she's ahead of him right now in points by about 20 points. Right, but I'm not, and he would be tied with me. Oh, yep, you're right. Yep. Yeah, I, th- I think Jay Fry is in. Like I said, I think this there's one spot open, and it's between Kristen and I, and it's when you get in, period, for Kristen. And for me, it's I have to win, and she has to lose. And uh, let's see. She is playing this week against the Montgomery Mean Machine, Dennis. Yeah, no, I've got a fight on my hands. Um, she's been she's she's been right there. She's been very competitive. You know, we laughed about her at the beginning of the year. It's probably the worst team we've ever seen. Uh, and my hat's off to her. Kudos to her. She's done a really good job, and she's highly competitive. So, and then Dave, you are playing. Uh, I guess the top team in the league this week, right? You're playing Coldplay. I am, and I got off to a riveting start last night with a solid zero for my tight end. Oh, Knox got you nothing. Oof. Oof. I mean, your point total is projected to be in the Bishop Sankey area. My only hope this week is that Eli Mitchell is now out for San Francisco. I need uh, Christian McCaffrey to score his typical insane 40-plus points when he touches the ball 40 times a game. That's my only hope. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, what do we think, Dennis, in terms of odds that uh, Dave advances? Maybe ten percent, fifteen. Slim to none. Yeah. yeah, I think that's right. I think it's under twenty percent. I think that that uh, there's two things. Well, outside of my tight end having zero, which tight end has just been my nemesis all year long, but it's. Uh, Kristen's main players are going up against Kansas City, which I think is going to be a shootout, which bodes well for her to win. But secondly, I, I got to have somebody blow up, and they haven't the last two weeks. So we'll see. 
I'm really curious looking at the playoff percentages, right? So we have the four zeros, but then you have Vias Regina has a 2% chance. And I'm trying to wrap my head around what would have to happen for Vias Regina? If the if ESPN is saying that he has a 2% chance, what, what would actually have to happen? That's crazy. Anyway. Well, he would win. I didn't even think of this. I guess if he won and Kristen lost and Dave lost, then they'd all be tied. But his point total is so low. He would have to score like 300 points this week. That's right. That's why it's 2%. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, some of these uh, teams like uh, Mike V, like Dave, they're low point totals that have kind of hung them at this point in the season with the slow starts. Yep, so it looks like our uh, the Timberwolf-Ted bet is going to go to a uh, non-bet, right? Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. And I'm up $100 on you on uh, the Huddle Hussy game from a couple of weeks ago. That's right. That's right. That's a sweet win. All right. Well, we know what the middle grouping looks like. Dave and Kristen, we're going to call it the Battle of Cincinnati. Two West Side Cincinnati people going against each other. Very interesting. All right. So the Talgators and need some TDs, uh, nine and three, both of them. There's two buys for the first week of the playoffs. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yes. So these wins are still meaningful for both of these teams because you've got two eight and four teams below them. So if one or both of them were to lose, then we would be down to points on the seed. Although saying that, now I look at the total points. They're yeah, those guys are those guys are so far ahead on points. Yeah. So they're they're the one and two seeds. I don't think they lose those seeds. So they get to skip the first two weeks. Um, and they both continue to play pretty well. The points have been there. Mean Machine, Dennis, your team has been has really slacked off the last four, five, six weeks. I'm still eight and four, right? And and I want to apologize. I've listened to the podcast. You know, I'm a religious leader, L- listener. Excuse me. Uh, last time I was <laughs> listening, I can't believe how many times I said fuck. So I'm really going to cut back on the f bombs. Uh, but thanks for calling me out. You know, listen, it's a long season, bro. You got some ebbs and flows and ups and downs. Um, but I've made the playoffs. I'm going to pop my champagne later on. Uh, to, you know, to witness that. And uh, on to week 14. I feel like saying that you're going to pop some champagne because you got into the playoffs is unbecoming of a past champion. The only thing you pop champagne bottles for is championships, my it's friend. Yeah, but you know, you know where I'm going. All right. Well, you know, the, the bottles. Which, by the way, Dave, that brings up a point. Um, we have not had a new uh, winner into the uh, circle of champions in a while now. This might be the year that we see that happen. Yeah, I mean, I think we do. I, I as much as I, <laughs> you want to keep laughing about Coldplay, I don't see who's beating them. So it's uh, it is statistically, statistically, it's near impossible, right? I'm the only dark horse. I'm the only previous champion that's going to be in this mix. Right. Yeah, Andy has won. Coldplay hasn't won. I don't see anyone. 
Jay Fry. Oh, Jay Fry, yeah. Well, we know Jay Fry. Loser yeah, five cool. in a row. He's coming back, but you know, he's had a he's had a tough season. Call me, I'll call him out. So uh, and if Dave sneaks in, then you'll have three of the six. But probably he's not going to. So it'll be two of the six. Uh wow. And I don't think it's you, and I don't think it's Jay Fry. I think we are gonna have a new champion. Yeah. No, it, it's gonna come down to the top two teams. Obviously, I mean, they, those guys are averaging 140 points a week. They're they're strong. I I know I say it every week. I've been scoffed at uh, for most of the season, but I look out for the hussy. And the reason I say that is if Cincinnati has some big ass blow up week and scores 50 with all the Cincinnati players she has, she can put up a 160 or a 170. What do you think, Dave? I think you're exactly right. And I think that everything that I thought at the beginning of the season wouldn't come to fruition has. So she has got this right. It's she's now got so many players from a team that has to blow up to keep their playoff hopes alive. One of the things some of these other teams are going to deal with that have good players on good teams is even though it's not week 17, even though it's not week 16, when you're up by so many points and have an easy schedule, how much are you really going to play? Exactly. And I, the Bengals have a really tough schedule where they're going to have to put up a lot of points to win starting with this week. And uh, yeah, it's, it's primed for, for that to occur. So. And so including this week, we've got four weeks of play left through the championship. Is that right? Am I doing that now? Right? That's right. Three weeks of, of yeah. playoffs and one week here. Yep. So that is the flip side. I know that we talked about wanting the lead to go a week longer, but if you do that, then you get to the point where in the championship game, you may have some teams sitting key players, Dave. Yeah, you do, but you, you can't. We have to change it next year. We'll vote on it, and that's fine. It, but <laughs> there is a whole weird dynamic if we allow the playoffs to have weeks where there's bias. That is really tough. Yeah. Um, a, a buy in the playoffs is just – that doesn't feel right to me. Um, I don't see how you overcome it because if you shorten the season, you still have. No, no, no. You should always take out the last week. And you, now I get what Michael's saying is the second from last week, the third, the things that I'm talking about. The Pent Ultimate game of the regular season. You don't get to use Pent Ultimate very often. Thank you. Very good. Very nice. Yeah, it's very rare. Sorry, Dave, to interrupt, but I had my I had my chance. Yeah, that was like your de minimis moment, right? Yeah, exactly. Pencil. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I can't, can't, cannot have buys in the regular or the uh, postseason. It just can't happen. It's uh, under, not fair. So I, I think you got to fix this. I might vote against it. That's fine. And if people vote against it, that, that's fine. I just, managing your lineup to understand if you're on a good team who may sit players in the second halves is one thing. Managing your lineup because if you make the playoffs, half your team's on a bye yeah. in the playoffs is totally different. That's just not right. And we'll, we'll need to look at the schedule, the NFL schedule next year to see when the buys actually stop, right? Because this extra game that they play is what threw everything off. You're right. You're right. This uh, is why before I make a vote on any kind of rule changes, I check in with the chairman of the rules committee, see which way he's going. I know he's worked out like 3D chess, all the implications. And then I, I usually just follow his endorsement, Dave. You usually get the opposite, but that's okay. As long as I know what is on Jeeves' palette for the night, I, I agree. 
I do want to call out uh, referencing Huddle Hussey and Need Some TDs, their game last week. Uh, 109 to 147. Uh, Anthony took that. Uh, but what a game from Jacobs with 47 yeah. points. So that, you're, you're right, Dave. Hussey could have had a chance there. She really did. Even though he put up 147, he had 47 from one player. Is there a reason, and we talked about this prior to the podcast, but why do people keep hiring fucking New England Patriots assistants? It just doesn't work. (laughs) It's Josh McDaniels has so many assets at his disposal, and they are miserable. Uh, he failed twice. Broncos. That, that was a team last year that made the playoffs and came down to the wire of beating Cincinnati in Cincinnati to move on. Yeah. And they are just Derek Carr is crying on the <laughs> in his post-game press conferences for Christ's sake. Imagine Yikes. how bad that team would be without if they didn't have Devontae Adams. Imagine how good the team he came from would be if they wouldn't have traded Devontae Adams. <laughs> Or anyway, yeah. So uh, speaking of last week, Dave, really, I guess you probably lost the season on your game with the Lincoln County Warlords. Uh, boy, I mean, he put up decent numbers, 134 or so above average, but not not something you couldn't couldn't have potentially caught on to. But maybe you made one trade too many. Maybe you just were too clever by half. Yeah, no, could have been. It's well, this, this week wasn't the one that killed me, right? It's it was the week before where I got on the first play from scrimmage, Williams goes out and I lose by four. So it's wait, why are you shaking your head? That's the truth, right? It, it happens to all of us. I, did I complain when Dobbs went out? Uh, Let's go back and look at how many times you've had a player go out in the first quarter of a game because this was the fifth for me. <laughs> The Najee Harris, the Najee Harris going down hurts you, um, but McCaffrey not putting up his average of eighteen. You know, you were right there, and, and I, I like that when you came back. I just came back from the car. I came back from the store. They're, we're counting trash points. That was awesome. I mean, John did kind of clean up there. You had some good tight ends at certain parts of the year, but you traded them. You, you had George Kittle. You had the now injured and gone. Didn't you have Kittle? It was the only tight end that has scored any points at all that I've had that was good. I've got a question for you. Why did you sit Rashad White? Well, why did I sit him? Yeah. Well, who would I have played him over? Uh, Najee Harris. Going into that game, Najee Harris was coming off of a 100-yard game where the backup was out. Uh, I believe Fournette was out for that game, and it was going to be all Rashad White. That's a tough play, but it, again, it wouldn't have mattered. I know, point here, a point there. Well, John moves on. This is the first time he's ever been in the playoffs. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's look, he, he's won it. He, he pop it, he's, he's done the things. I, Jonathan Taylor and Trevor Lawrence scoring a combined 27 points. In the final seven minutes and nine seconds of the fourth quarters of their games, more power to him. You can't, it is what it is. I text him as much. Congratulations. You won fair and square. It, it is what it is. And he, so and he I, is I, I hope that 
let's see what happens in the playoffs. I hope that that uh, the streak continues. Um, we'll see. If Johnny gets his jacket, I know that will distress Michael more than anything else on the face oh, of the planet. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. Oh, yeah. God. That would be hey, a nightmare. At least we will not have to listen to I won my other league anymore. <laughs> my girlfriend in Canada. <laughs> but yeah, you're I think that uh I think when I went back and ran the math, you're I would have won two weeks ago. I probably still would have lost this week if I wouldn't have made the John trade. Hey, but, that I, I just want to mention that when you and I did the trade where I got Hopkins and you got Taylor, John yeah. said it was an illegal trade that you were so advantaged in that trade that it shouldn't be allowed because Jonathan Taylor was the first pick in the draft. Yet three weeks later, he goes and acquires Jonathan Taylor. He never says a word about that trade. You're not familiar with, wait, wait, hold on. Do you not understand how Fox News works? So you're saying this is like when a MAGA candidate wins, they never say anything, but if they lose, they say it's been rigged. Michael, this is entertainment, not news. This is entertainment. This is news entertainment. <laughs> no, look, it is what it is. I don't know. It, it's I had fun. I had more. I might have had more fun, even if I lose this week, which it is what it is. I I had a lot of fun this year. I made a fuckload of trades. I feel like I've got a good keeper base. I had fun. I, it, and I think more people should move their players around and do shit. I, it's Todd Peterson. We talk daily about work. Let's talk about fantasy. I need to give you some help, brother, because people on your, <laughs> that are out for the year should not sit on your bench. That's what IR is for. People that are scoring 25 points a week should not be on your bench. They should be in your lineup. We'll, uh, we'll get this thing figured out. My perception of the Teds is they – kind of just sat on the team all season, made no effort to improve it, did not make many waiver claims, unless I'm missing something here. If you were good at fly fishing. He, he, had, he had two moves, tell you. What, Dennis? Do that again, I think Dennis? he had two, or, Todd had two to four acquisitions. I mean, it was <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, so, yes. We got to get some more flies on the line for Todd. So, if I remember correctly, was it AJ Brown? Didn't didn't John have a special teams player run a punt back, run a kickback? Yeah, and it counted. Yeah, but all he got was the six points. It was a yeah. hundred yard. It was a kickoff. It was a hundred yards. Oh, lost, would you stop it about the yards? Lost <laughs> ten. Po- it's ten points. It's a ten point swing. That's that is not real coming. yards. It's going on the rules. Oh, uh, change committee. Okay. To- all right, I like it. You know, I've always favored that. I think it's completely unfair. But I remember when our league rules, you wouldn't even get the six points. At least you get that now. Yeah. You, you that was, Dave Dave had something about if you're on special teams, you never get points, and he wouldn't allow us. But then Jay Fry flipped that switch for this year, I think. He didn't. It was, always, it was always an other touchdown. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh but my you God. need the points. You need the points. You need the yards. I mean, come on. So, uh, Dennis, what do you think? Uh, we've almost completed our first season with a new commissioner. Uh, any any feedback or thoughts about how the, the first year of the Fry administration has gone? Uh, you know, he's had immense patience. Uh, it's, it's been impressive. He's had to deal with uh, quite a motley crew that we are. 
um, he he will shut shit down quickly. Nope, that'll be next year. That'll be next year. Uh, but he will listen and he will respond. Uh, I have no complaints about Jay Price. Dave, is he a little too conservative for your liking as a commissioner? Well, he does live in Indiana. Not well. What does that mean politically, or like <laughs> I didn't mean politically. I meant uh, you know within his role as commissioner. Is there a difference? Well, for instance, I sent a uh, semi-emergency text to the league last week and said, why don't we extend this thing out to 14 weeks? To your point earlier, then we would not have any uh, uh, buys in the playoffs. And he shut that down immediately, did not want to pick up for vote. Shut that well, shit. That's, that's because he, he understands the rules and you can't change mid-game. Mid-season. I guess if he's not in support of it, we all know the only way to change a rule mid-season is by unanimous dissent. Well, no, 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 no. I think his stance on this was you can change no rule ever until the next season with a vote. If every single person in the league, including the commissioner, said, I don't know, we fucked something up in the settings next year. If everyone votes, yeah, let's do it, we would change it. Agreed. And he squashed it by saying that he, he wouldn't support it and it's got to be next year. So you don't have your unanimous. I think he's done a great job. I think he's done a terrific job. I really do. A, a good balance of uh, knowing when to step in and say, we're not going to do this. Uh, yeah. And then other times being open to things. He's done a really we, good we, job. I, I agree. I, I think that the, the reason that, that my reign didn't work was I, I, I lacked the the ability to say no more quickly. And I didn't have a vice commissioner. I mean, let's not, let's not just put away the vice commissionership here. Good point. Uh, she has stepped in multiple times and just uh, cleaned things up. And I think the two of them make a good team. Well, the other thing is you also had to play treasurer and now he has a league treasurer. Indeed. And it is treasured. So it's nice you're still in the league office with you, Dennis, Kristen, and of course, Jay Fry leading you for. This is what I have always dreamed of. I've always had the secretary station in all of my jobs. And now I finally have the secretary job. It's phenomenal. I didn't think you were a bad commissioner. You're, oh, you're, you. not, you're not a wartime commissioner, but I didn't think you were a bad commissioner. I'm not a wartime consigliere. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> First of all, you founded this league. You installed the ESPN app on John's phone at least eight or nine times. Um, you, all of John's technical ills, you work through, uh, we had the time that Ernesto showed up 30 minutes late for the in-person draft and we had to stop the draft. Remember that? I think Blackfin, Blackfin, downtown. Blackfin, they gave us a special room to do that. In. I remember that. Yeah. Correct. That's correct. correct. Not downtown, midtown. Midtown, Same yeah. Thing. The Blackfin. Yeah. That, did they put a new restaurant in there? Cause the barbecue place. Uh, yeah. They're, they're always, that's always changing. Now, you know, Dave, you gave us your blood, sweat and tears for a solid eight years. Um, appreciate your service. And uh, going to close up season number nine here very soon. Indeed. So, so again, in the honor of all of our uh, former leaders, I feel like, and Michael, you can be the final uh, person on this, but I, I think we need to go John McKean next season. We got season 10. We should do some kind of book 
We should have like a website presence. It is 10 years of the League of Futility should occur. We got to shake it up next year. We got we to do some things. Uh, here, I would just counter having a website and what you just said with one thing, which is uh, right now, anything we do or say is private amongst the people in this league. It's and, a joke. I was just kidding. Are you sure? Okay. I just want to remind you, you're like the number two person nowadays in your, uh, in your business unit. So you might not want a website out there that would lead to a podcast that would lead to the, that, remember that time? With the... Why are you going to mention names, man? All right. I'll edit that out. <laughs> but even the part where I said private dicks. All right. So I guess uh we're gonna talk about the toilet bowl. Did Got we speak it. did we speak fondling enough for John? That would you know, did we give him his props? Popped his cherry, welcome to the playoffs. I I don't know what else to say. He made the playoffs. Let's yeah. Hey, if he wins the championship, if he makes the championship, if he makes the Super Bowl. Then you'll you'll hear that from me. But that'd first be a good nine time. years making the playoffs. I mean, statistically, that was going to happen if a monkey ran your team. That'd be a good bet. Him making it to the championship. That would be a good bet. He'll want odds. He'll want something like that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I would have well, done okay, it. Actually, uh, let's just pause right there, real quick. There was I forget who brought it up a few years ago, and maybe it hasn't happened in a while, but. We should put out some mods for the playoffs and, and take some bets on these things. I have a couple times offered to play the house. Yeah. Small, big, small, big, very small, big. Minus 105 kind of action. Unless it's a – we'll throw the point spread out there. I'm just saying we, we need to take $5 on every bet. It's got to be a rake. There's always a rake, Dave. Got to have a rake. Uh, let's do that. I love that idea. All right, so we're going to know the playoffs for sure. Um, who's playing who uh, by Monday night for sure. Maybe Sunday. I don't even know who's playing Monday night. Okay, I like that. Dave, uh, do you want a co-sponsor? Sort of a little uh, uh, DraftKings within our league? This would be one of those things. You say you want a book and a website. How about we have uh, in the future a small uh, – betting parlor for people that are interested in doing that. I think it'd be great. All right. So you and I will co-sponsor this. Yeah. All right. So we'll think about uh, point spreads. The point spread, I don't think we can use the ESPN point spreads. They're dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's that accuracy theory. Well, we'll figure, we'll figure out the details later, but yeah. Obviously, right. you can't. You can't, and you obviously you can't bet against yourself and sit your fucking lineup and stupid shit like that. We're honorable men and a girl. That would never happen. We got a Canadian on board, and the girl, the Canadian who uh, lives in the South and, and went to North Carolina State. So that makes it even weirder. Who doesn't play his best players and sits someone who isn't on IR? Not in IR. Here's <laughs> on IR. Not in IR. Well, and he had that, uh, boy, his faith in, in Higby is almost as strong as Mike V's in that Thornton guy. Like, really, how many weeks of nothing out of Higby, but you just keep throwing him in there. And to think I once thought this was a playoff team, I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, and of course, he had uh, Myers in last night, North Carolina State alum. All right, let's let's 
we've kind of beat on the Ted's enough. Let's talk about the rest of the toilet bowl. So it's either Dave or the Hussey. We we talked about you guys. The House of Half, really disappointing season for the House of Half. I mean, his his numbers trailed off uh towards the end of the season, like you can't believe. Really, um, he's at 1203, the only team lower than him, although by a vast amount, I'm staring way up at him, would be the Sankeys, but don't don't take that as consolation, half. Uh yeah, I don't know. 13, uh, 12.03, he's just not, he's not had a good team. I, I said before the season started, this was a playoff team, Dennis. Yeah, the halves that, that my, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, you know, he's always competitive, had a really tough year. Um, you know, he spanked me uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, otherwise, I'm nine and three and not sitting at eight and four, so he can still jump up and bite people every now and then. Um, but, you know, good yeah, for him. He's had a few bursts, but for the most part, um, it hasn't been great. When you look at his his lineup, it's not completely understandable, to be honest. Uh, well, Char- what's the biggest problem with House of Half? Let's I know what it is. Please share it. It's Dennis. <laughs> it's Dennis's Williams is stealing all of Swift's touchdowns. DeAndre Swift is one of the top, probably five running backs in all of the NFL, but he is being poached. I think it's 15 touchdowns <laughs> that Williams has now. Yeah. He's their go-to. I, that is exactly yeah. what his problem is. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. It would be a different story if he was seen an extra. If life. you had if you had DeAndre Swift with ten plus touchdowns, with Cook, Carr, Pittman, Higgins, and these other guys, like you've got a really good team. Cook is still a, a great running back, but um, he hasn't had one of his insane games or two. Usually, most seasons he's got a game where he puts up forty five points. His high point number this year is twenty five. I mean. He's been pretty consistent throughout the season. Typically, he's in the you know mid-teens to the mid-20s. But when you draft Alvin Cook, I'm going to say he was probably picked up pretty uh, pretty early in the draft. That's a no, though, right? Like he, was they, the first they round. He, he was a first-round pick. Change coaches. I, I'll tell you what else. The fourth, he, was the fourth, he was the fourth pick in the draft, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., right, for Washington. And Gibson, you know, that's – I know we're talking eight points versus 11 points, but Gibson has been the go-to. So he just well, had the wrong running backs. Robertson has uh, been injured most of the season until the last few weeks. Too. Yeah, he came back from his gunshot wound. Yeah, he got shot. He got shot, Dave. Who knows what happened there. All right, half. Uh, welcome to the toilet bowl. Hey, um, I don't know if I've mentioned it to you guys. I have a trophy for the tr- uh, the uh, toilet bowl this year. Oh, great. Have you seen that? I'll send you the picture. I'll send the picture out to the league after the podcast gets released. It's a small toilet, just a little statue of a small toilet, and it says FFL with the shield behind it. My daughter found it in the thrift store and uh, grabbed it. We call those commodes in, uh, in Texas. Commode? That's not true, is it? Yes, very much so. I don't care for that. I don't care for that at all. I really don't. 
All right, then uh, nasty habits. I had a lot of faith in Joe's team because last year he had so many freaking points and so few losses, but it's now two really shitty seasons for Joe after his championship. So he's his championship hangover, Dave, has hung on for quite a while. He's got a lot of good players with a lot of injuries. It uh, is what it is. He, he is also one of the teams that has a lot of keeper potential on it. So Watson, keeper, Eddie in, keeper. Uh, you get on the lists. He's got keeper, 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 keeper. So if people want to keepers, talk to Joe and me. Too late. Trade deadline's passed, Dave. No, apparently next year we can trade keepers, right? Yeah, they're gone. That's not what I texted Jay Fry about. It wasn't moving it out another week. The more progressive idea was allow the draft pick thing to start happening right now. That would have made it more like the MLB or NFL trade deadline. You can trade keepers right now. You can trade. No, you can't trade anybody right now. After the season, you can trade keepers right now is what. What I meant. You'll need to run that through the commission. I'm sorry about that. That's the thing. And that's why I call them. No, 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 no. That's already happened. I traded the commission players two years ago. That is already a thing. This is a new regime. Absolutely trade draft picks for players on the team. Oh, yeah. This year. But what I'm saying is you can do that once the next season is set up. I'm saying let's be able to do it in the this year. So let's say, Dave, it. I agree it would have to be equal for equal in terms yeah. so that it doesn't fuck up the draft. But let's just say I'm going to trade you. Uh, De- you're doing great. I'm going to trade you DeAndre Hopkins for your first and second pick. And in return, you're going to give me some mutt and I'll give you my last two picks of my round. Yeah. You can't do that now. It's not supported. You, But you can do that. Yeah, that, that's what we did. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what we did. Yeah, but it's more enjoyable if it's right before the actual trade deadline when people are trying to build their team, just like an MLB. Oh, you want to do it in the regular season. Yes, just like they do in professional sports. Yes. They don't, yeah, the app may never support that, but yeah. Yeah, Well, we could figure it out. We could write it down and then and set the draft up that way. Sure, sure. I agree. Dennis, don't you think it would make it it would at least for us terrible teams this year and you might be that next year uh Dennis. At least you can start thinking about building for the next year and draft picks. And let's say there's a bubble if we had that Dennis, you would have made a trade with somebody. Like I agree. You, actually, you wanted DeAndre Hopkins and I was like I have no incentive. I'm not going to yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. Why would I trade him? But if you gave me the offer of a couple really good picks next year, I agree. I agree. And I didn't know that he was a keeper and you could be awful again next year. So I averaged Andre Hopkins like four times. I told you he was a keeper. (laughs) I don't keep up. I head into the draft next year. Uh, Let's move on to the Sankeys and you guys can break it. Oh boy. Here we go. But I do head into the draft next year with Pickens and Hopkins. I feel really good about that. The thing I learned from this year's draft versus any other draft I've done, I did more research this year than I've ever done. My gut told me, take Nick Chubb number one. And I took Jonathan Taylor. 
I've never liked him. I still don't like him. He's been a total bust for a number one pick this year. So for now on, even if every draft expert says that this person should be picked 18th in a draft, if I feel like they're the number one pick, I'm going to take him. So I'm going to come in with two rock star wide receivers and rebuild this thing next year, Dave. Always trade the number one pick. I tried to. You know this. I tried and tried and tried. I gave you a good offer. You just wanted too much. Yeah, that, week, that week four through nine was just brutal for you. I no, mean, this team stinks. And I think the highest point total 65, was like, 83, 107, 72. I mean, that's uh, when your high water mark is in the 130s. That's, I think that's what I, my high, my best week. You should, every team pretty much has a, hits 150 or 161 week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was two weeks ago. When you spank I mean, it's, uh, it's a bad year. Uh, I'll be back. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. As the uh, original, I'll be joined by others, but as the original member of the the uh, the platinum circle of champions with two championships, I'm obligated to always mention that at this point. I am the only two-time champion. And, um, look, unless I win it all, I don't give a fuck anyway. Ready to roll, ready to roll. I mean, Rogers hurts you. Rogers hurts you all year. AJ well, Dillon, thank you for running back. back. I took the bet on the Packers, like yeah. um, you know, Kristen with the Bengals and and uh, Anthony willingly or unwillingly taking the bills. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, the Packers have stunk. If Aaron Rod, it's a great point uh, because AJ Dillon was great last year. He's been so so. Um, Dobbs maybe catches more passes and then uh, Rodgers. Yeah, you, have, you have three things that brought down your year. One, I think you <laughs> you took Rodgers just to spite me because I didn't play him last year and I grabbed him as my second quarterback. And now you've been another fucking ass. That is true. Yep, very true. Number two, <laughs> I, I don't understand how. I guess it's because of a different coach, but I think Madison was a good pick. This is the first year there's not been an injury in the, the Minnesota backfield yeah. that would have made him play better. And number three, the running you, – you took a lot of running backs with a risk, right? Yeah, Dylan, you've traded me for, for Montgomery, who's now okay. There's just a lot of risk. There's a, there's lot, a lot of risk, risk in there. But, Dave – But the biggest risk – the biggest risk is Cleveland. Cleveland, before the season, if you remember, Hunt tried to get out, and they told him no, and he still kept him. And you know what they did to him? They put the lock on his hand. They said, not only are we not going to trade you, we're not going to give you the motherfucking ball. I watch a lot of Cleveland games. I guarantee he leads, leads the NFL in guys to get the ball within the five to not get in the end zone. They have given him so many chances this year. No, I think he's lost a step. He's a good receiving back, but he can't run like he used to, number one. Number two, when you take your first pick on Jonathan Taylor, you assume your running back positions are going to be pretty solid. You can go with somebody who maybe isn't an all-star, all-pro as your number two person. Jonathan Taylor, fuck you. Fuck the Colts. Jay Fry, I feel sorry for you that you're a Colts fan. That team stinks. <laughs> Jeff Saturday. Love to see it. I do want to mention in the toilet bowl, uh, you never know what happens. There's no buys in the toilet bowl. 
you lose a game and you're in shit city real fast. And um, as someone that has won or lost the toilet bowl, however you want to look at it, whoever finished last, that was me one year. And my team just missed the playoffs. I had a lot of points, but I could not win a game in the toilet bowl, Dennis. It happens. I remember that shirt. That was an awesome. Do you still have that shirt? Yeah, I have it somewhere. Yeah. And, and we are bringing back, right, the humiliation factor. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. naming the team, a shirt, you know, something else that's very despicable, you know, I don't know, something's going to happen. So I'm just reminding everybody in the toilet bowl, watch your lineups, make your changes, watch your rosters, because it's going to stink. You know, uh, the champion that year was Jay Fry. And he was over in San Antonio at that time. And he worked with Joe and with Hef. And the three of them thought they'd get super creative with this T-shirt. It's got like a unicorn and it's pink and it's, it's all this kind of bullshit. But Dave, do you remember when they showed up uh, to hand it to me? This is back when we did live drafts. And I think Joe said this was a custom-made shirt that we had. Within five minutes, you'd gone to Google and you found like, Hundred different e-commerce stores selling the identical <laughs> shirt. Is that not true? It's pretty true. Yeah. Whatever. And your team name gets renamed by other people. It sucks. It's not good. You don't want that. Uh, no one who's had the least number of points. I did look this up. No one who's had the least number of points in our league has ever actually finished last in the toilet bowl. It's so the last in regular season has never actually finished last. Correct. It's the equalizer. So I have pretty good odds with my terrible team. There you go. I, I think you being the only two-time champion, you're also, are you the only champion that has also been the toilet bowl champion? It's very likely. I'm trying to think. No, no, no. I won the toilet bowl one year. Did you? Yeah. I don't remember. That's the year that Al, that Al got pissed because I won the toilet bowl. He's like, what toilet bowl? There is no toilet bowl. Okay, let's talk about what winning the toilet bowl is or losing, and and that trophy, by the way. So when you say you won the, uh, because I don't think that's what Dennis meant. When you say you won the toilet bowl, you were the most success. You actually finished ahead of everyone in the toilet bowl, correct? That's correct. And there used to be money associated with that. Correct. Yeah. Fifty dollars. There still is. Dennis, what you meant by that is yeah. finished very last in the ultimate. The ultimate loser. I, I can tell you this. I'm the only two-time champion that has finished last. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The ultimate or, one, or one-time champion. So who do I mail the toilet bowl trophy to? Does that go to the person that comes very last that loses in the toilet bowl? Or does that go to the winner of the toilet bowl? No, no. It goes to the person that comes in very last. Okay. The ultimate loser. The ultimate loser gets that. The problem with sending that off to ultimate losers is they're the kind of people that don't mail it off to somebody else the next year. Mm. Within the champions, like I'm looking at the trophy right now. It's in my home. It's in this man cave. And it will be until there's a new champion. And I'm going to set the precedent with one thing that we haven't done. When you mail that off, you get that plaque made up for that person. I didn't do that when I won. Joe didn't do that for me. You, That previous champion, as a courtesy to a fellow champion, will have that plaque. I think, I'm not saying it's a rule for the league, Dennis, but I think it's courtesy amongst champions. Let's say that Coldplay wins. I'll put whatever the 
name of his team is. I don't remember what it is. Uh, the Fool Gators or something like that. I'll, I'll play Gators. Back and then mail it over to Cincinnati. Agreed. Agreed. And I, and I would go so far as to say this. With the Toilet Bowl trophy, so when you – when whoever sends that – and you're the inaugural because you have the Toilet Bowl. When you send that, how much do you think it costs to ship the Toilet Bowl? $5 maybe? So yeah. stick a $5 bill in there, and it's paid for. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah, that's good. Again, the the people that end up the very worst are also the worst people to like – pay things, send things, do things. That's a reason that they're the very last, usually. I'm not wrong, Dave. Oh, Chris. Like, if we, John, John's finished last, for sure, many times. Um, if we had sent that to him, that's gone. We'll just be clear, never mail anything to John. Do not mail anything to John. John probably would have turned it into some sort of smoking device. It's Either not- he's going to lose it or the FBI is going to confiscate it. One of the two. I'm not sure which. All right. Uh, before we go, a uh, couple questions uh, from the panel. Um, Dave, did you see uh, many celebrity deaths? The uh, Gorman's Law continues every day. Somebody famous, but uh, I think a great musician. I was surprised how old she was, but I shouldn't be. Uh, Christy McVie from Fleetwood Mac died this year. Uh, uh, 80? She was 80 years or 81 years old, whatever it was. 79. Yeah, same thing. Wow. No, I I, I'm, I did see that. I'm dumbfounded how old she was. Hey, man, if you were 79, 80 or 81 would not be the same thing. Well, my mom just turned uh, 77 today, so... There you go. Yeah, you, you keep a close contact. Dennis, I know you're more of a metal guy, but you you actually have a very broad uh, interest in music. And I know you can play a few Fleetwood Mac songs, so I assume that registered with you a little bit this week. Oh, yeah, Christy McVie. You know, um, they can never reunite. You know, I mean, you can get a session player to come in and play her pieces, but they can never create new music, not like they would. But that's gone now. You know, it's like... You know, who, who played the uh, so there's that new like Nissan or whatever car commercial with everywhere. Is that the Fleetwood Mac song, right? Everywhere, know. it's a song called Everywhere, or I, I think it is. Everywhere. It's like their new e, e car commercial, and then there's this Fle- Fleetwood Mac song. Is, that, is is she the one that sang that? Uh, yeah. She, oh, yeah, she had she sang lots yes. of their big hits. I can't remember them. It's her. I mean, the she and Stevie Nicks, their voices are so distinct. They're in a different octave to start with. So yeah, yeah it's definitely not Stevie Nicks. But no, when no, it no, came no. up, yeah, she, she was super high. She was she was super. She was the high notes. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, hey, can Hollywood stop making all these fucking movies about comic books and old movies again and make a movie about Fleetwood Mac? The drama in that band, two couples, then they break up, but they're Oh, they were swingers. Oh, they were swingers. They were swallowers. Oh, yeah. You know that. Okay. Is that true? Or you're just thinking that? Christine McVie was married to the bass player, John McVie. And right. then Nick Fleetwood and Lindsey Buckingham passed around Stevie Nicks like she was. Oh, I didn't know. Who's Lindsey Buckingham? Lindsey Buckingham. That's Stevie Nicks' boyfriend. So before- He's the a guy? Lindsey Buckingham, Lindsey Buckingham is it? He wrote all the great songs. Lindsey is a guy. Lindsey, yeah. yeah. All right. 
So let's back up for half a second. I'm sorry to our listeners if you're not interested in Fleetwood. This Mac. is great. No, we explained it to like a pseudo millennial here. Like, I don't understand. All right, Fleetwood Mac, early Fleetwood Mac, they started like in 67, 68. It's unlistenable. It's terrible. They're an English band. They're not very good. Then there's this couple out in California, Stevie Nicks, Lindsey Buckingham. They live together and they have a band and they released a couple albums under the title uh, Buckingham and Nicks. You can look that shit up on Apple Music or whatever. And then somehow they met the Fleetwood Mac guys. This was like 75, 76, and they came together. And I mean, it's it was alchemy. I mean, it was just amazing what they produced. So there's only four of them. Oh, there's a fifth. There's a fifth. I don't know who that is. But yeah, there's one. Wait, one, two, three. Yeah, there's five. I don't. Oh, John Mc John McVie. Yeah, uh, there's, five, there's five members of the Nick, band. Nick Fleetwood, Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, Chris Fleetwood guy is the tall dude with the gray beard. The drummer. He's the drummer, yeah. Yeah. But of course he's the drummer. Of course, the guy with no talent figures out how to get the Tammies around him. He really doesn't seem to have much talent. I mean, he's I'm not looking like, him up. Of course he does. I'm looking them up right now. So how many members totaled in all of the iterations of Fleetwood Mac? Oh 12, maybe, because they did a bunch of bullshit after they were popular. I'll tell you Today. one song that Mick Fleetwood crushed is Tusk. The video from Tusk back in MTV, I think it's UCLA band. You remember the song Tusk? Yeah. yeah. I think it's a great song. That's a great song. There's actually 19, 19 members. 19 members? But, but a lot of that's from, you know, yeah. Nick's, Buckingham, everybody left and, you know, they go to state fairs and they add a couple jokers. 1967. I mean, listen, you're going to go through some people, right? But yeah, 19 <laughs> members. To me, it reminds me a little bit of like, if you listen to, and uh, maybe I'm wrong about this, you listen to early Pink Floyd, also completely unlistenable when they had Sid in the band. And then uh, it, it just changed. It changed, you know, yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, they... Wow. Brought in Roger Waters. They brought in Roger Waters. And Roger Waters. Yeah, that was it. You're Sid, right. Sid went to the Psycho House. Yeah, he died very young, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But there's Peter Green was one of the original guitar players, and he he's a guitar god. He is recognized as a guitar god. Uh, it's actually his last call. Peter or, Green, Fleetwood Mac, or yeah, yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, his last Paul actually sold for I want to say over five hundred thousand dollars. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, the early Grateful Dead, I don't know if you guys ever heard of that band. The early Grateful Dead, also almost completely unlistenable their first three years. Just terrible. Just their first three years? How many? <laughs> They're like 66, 67, 68. It's just dog shit. It's really not until they incorporate sort of that cowboy music, that country rock that was going on in the early 70s. You know, make fun of them. I see both of you making faces. Jerry Garcia is playing steel guitar on CSNY. I mean, he's he's backing up all these great early 70s rock songs. Fuck off. Wait, early 70s rock songs? What are you talking about? Dave, like 70s. Dave, uh, any parting shots? Uh, I, I'm very interested to see what happens this weekend. I absolutely think we should do some kind of... Uh, odds for the playoff games. I think that'll be really fun. And even maybe in the uh, trailer ball. I think that'll be fun too. Because I think people should take this serious. And if they don't, 
then we'll figure it out from there because you got to play till the end. You got to play till the end. I hope we have no one that doesn't change their lineup. We'll go uh, from there. But yeah, let's do some odds. All right, Dennis, any parting shots for the league? You know, I just want to say this has been a fun year. Um, you know, the podcast, the rhetoric, the back and forth, the competition, uh, you know, Freming coming in and just wrecking the league. Anthony reading books, reading Twitter. I don't know what he's done to turn it around, but what an amazing year from both of those guys. And um, I'm just glad I was able to experience it and uh, live it with you guys this year and the girl. <laughs> I like that. Uh, and let's not forget the, the only thing we have to think about around Dennis's championship and he's in the playoffs this year. So this is worth factoring into the line, Dave. The last time the Astros won the World Series, Dennis won the Fantasy Football League that same year. Oh, the year of the Dennis. Times two. Here we go. The year the trash cans and all the cheating the Astros did. Remember year like, of the cans and buzzers. Don't forget the buzzers. We had buzzers mm-hmm. too. So, yeah. Buzzers. Uh, my parting shot is simply to one person that half of the people are more on this podcast uh, won't know who I'm talking about. Heim, Heim, Heim. Listen to me, Heim. Do the right thing. Sign Xander. Make it happen. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next week. Mike V. And we'll be talking about playoffs and playoff bets. And as usual, please, for God's sakes, go home. Be safe. We love you. Bye.